Hello, and welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Phoebe Richards. And I'm Stephanie Thompson. Thank you for joining us on this fine, fine day. And every day is a fine day for a little bit of weed. And we would (laughs) like to thank Sage from Washington for being our newest friend on Patreon. Thank you, Sage. Thank you, Sage. Thanks, Sage. Washington is a state we love a lot, as you all know. And Sage is from there, too. So we're stoked to have you. Washington, my home. (laughs) I don't know the rest of the words of that song. Wait, that's a real song? That's a song? It's a song, right? (laughs) Grace is looking at me like I'm insane. (laughs) You can be like Sage and join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash stonerchicks, where we release extra episodes every month. We have other benefits like our Zoom smoke sesh. You get the episodes a day early. We post videos of our smoke breaks (laughs) and more. So check out our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. You can have us for a lot extra. Oh my God, I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, we did some bong activity right before recording. Yeah, we did some light bong play. Before some- <laughs> <laughs> They'll understand, bit- won't they? <laughs> and if you want bong play, you should go to patreon.com slash chicks. For real though, it really, really helps us keep the podcast going. And we have a lot of fun over there. We'd love, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you. We'd love to see you. Mm. And something that I've been suggesting for a long time <laughs> that hasn't come to fruition yet was a new Stoner Movie TV book club. That's yes. right. We haven't done one in a long time. Yes. Like a year, maybe. Yeah. So we're doing a new Stoner Movie TV book club. And it's going to be released next week. So if you want to watch with us, watch this week. It is the show Disjointed starring Kathy Bates. And I believe it's on Netflix. And you can check it out and watch this week. And then next week, we'll do a little (laughs) review-y-poos. We're watching the first four episodes. Mm -hmm. Or we'll be discussing the first four episodes. I don't know that I'll stop watching it, but who knows? Mm, you'll find out next week (laughs) hey guys you know what's exciting what 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 (laughs) sorry i'm sorry you fondled (laughs) myself um i have been playing with my boobs a lot more ever since motorboating (laughs) i've I've been playing with my boobs so much this week same (laughs) I realized I did like a three minute dance where I was like holding my boobs and moving them around to the song the other day alone. (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted you. What, Grace? Oh, nothing. I just I went back on a hormonal birth control and tits have been popping. So (laughs) it's been a fun time in the Penzel household. Yeah, I was hanging out with my niece and she is very much into boobs right now. She's really what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. She's in her boob phase. Well, I think it's something she doesn't quite understand it. So she's like curious. You know what I mean? She asks a lot of questions. Yeah. Boobs are very exciting. So, well, okay. As I was trying to say, (laughs) we got distracted (laughs) with boobs. (laughs) I went to the P.O. box the other day and I'll make a confession. I hadn't gone in a few weeks. At least shameful. I live half a block away. I don't (laughs) have any excuse. So we got some incredibly exciting mail 
And also, I apologize if you've been waiting to hear my excited reaction, senders. We got a postcard from our good friend, Laura. Laura! That is a beautiful Hawaiian image. Oh, and the moonlight. Oh, it's... The moonlight. And she has a question for us. She says, greetings. And she says, my mom is worried about taking CBD cream on upcoming international flight. What should she do? Is there, if there's no THC in it, then she doesn't have to worry. She can legally. Yeah, I think she's totally fine there. Wait, did you say international flight? Yes. Oh, oh international. Hmm. Then maybe not. <laughs> just, um, just get, my suggestion would be to just get one of those little travel containers, like that you could put cream or different stuff in and take it out of its original container, put it in that. Put it in with the rest of your lotions and potions, and there's no way that they would, like, open that and, what, smell it? I don't know. Absolutely no yeah. way, yeah. And I don't even think drug-sniffing dogs would be able to smell that out, especially if there's any essential oils or anything in it. Yeah. Also, I feel like drug-sniffing dogs aren't necessarily... Well, actually, I should not talk. I don't know. We don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows in other countries? But yeah, I think, I agree, buy a little bottle... Make sure it's under the size you're allowed to fly with. Put it in your toiletry bag and you'll be totally fine. And it's, it's just CBD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now I, now I want to know what the international travel is. That's <laughs> yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, Stoner Chicks podcast does not endorse drug smuggling of any kind. <laughs> no. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't- yeah, if we just say allegedly after we say other things, it's fine. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Allegedly, we don't endorse uh, drug smuggling. <laughs> allegedly, we also got a very exciting package of t-shirts, one for each of us. Whoa. Yeah, and this was from Stacy. So thank you so much, Stacy. Oh my gosh. Mm. There's this really beautiful Florida manatee. Oh! <gasps> I love manatees. Oh, Oh, that's cute. And there was also a magnet of this, and it's already on my fridge, so I'm hoping I can keep it. (laughs) Yes, you can keep it. You can have it, Phoebe. (laughs) You can keep it. When I went to Florida, I bought a a manatee magnet, so. Stacy says they wanted to send us some Florida souvenirs. Hope the shirts fit. And they are shirts of the Cooter Festival that I guess (laughs) happened in... Florida. In Inverness, Florida. Wow, those t-shirts are the most Florida t-shirts I've ever seen. I'm so mm-hmm. happy. And some of them Wait, say... what the fuck is a cooter festival? I love my cooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a festival. It's like a just a music festival, like a hippie music festival called Cooter Fest. <laughs> I absolutely love little town festivals like that. It's such a, like, I think it's, I don't know, it's such an Americana thing. There's a festival in Montana called the Testicle Festival. (laughs) And there's also a festival in Eastern Washington called the Dead Fly Festival. That's one of my favorite. And they have this little pig in a parade dressed as a fly. (laughs) And then they throw peanuts and the pig runs to eat the peanuts. And they have this giant fly swatter and they pretend to swat it. I just love festivals. Sorry, that's my tangent about weird little festivals. There's a festival in Denver, Colorado, or a small town in Colorado, where they do coffin racing. And and you put coffins and make your own little vehicle and then go down a hill in a coffin. (laughs) 
sounds awesome. Okay. Yeah. Phoebe, I know you're impatient. Let's do it. <laughs> Stacy did send this printout that I believe should go to Stephanie that is all about the River Cooter, which <gasps> is, uh, I'm assuming, in oh, weird, it's not even from Florida, but that's what I'm, maybe they named the festival after. What is a river cooter? It's a turtle. turtle. <gasps> oh. Oh, my gosh. Well, so it's native to central and eastern United States. Yeah. And has been introduced to California and Washington. So oh, maybe interesting. We'll be seeing, it's just a small little turtle that lives in lakes. And it's a river cooter. tidal marshes. And it's a river cooter. Finally, we get to the heart of what a fucking cooter yeah. is. And see, oh, he's on now the, the turtle makes sense. On the t-shirts, yes. The Great American Cooter Festival. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you guys. Should we go do a Stoner Chicks show at the Cooter Festival next year? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Big dreams. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's still happening or not. We'll find out. But anyway, thank you so much, Stacey. Those were very exciting Thanks, to Stacey. get. We love getting mail. And if you want to send mail, you can. It is to Stoner Chicks Podcast. That's us. And... <laughs> P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Send us stuff. Hell yeah. Now, I think <laughs> up next, Grace has something very exciting planned for us. One of our favorite segments. Yeah, it's time for Stoner of the Week. Stoner of the Week! You know what I love about Stoner of the Week is that I never know who the Stoner of the Week is until Grace says it. Yeah. And like, I'm famously not very good at keeping secrets or doing surprises. <laughs> so it's pretty impressive that I consistently keep this secret. This week, our stoner of the week is Ophelia Chong. So Ophelia Chong is an Chinese American, formerly Chinese Canadian photographer, artist, entrepreneur, who has been advocating for visibility of Asian American and Pacific Islander individuals and communities in the cannabis industry for the last eight years. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So Ophelia, I'm just going to list off some of her credits first. She was High Times Top 50 Women of, in 2019. She was top 15 women in cannabis in Forbes in 2019, the most influential women in cannabis in Entrepreneur Magazine in 2020, Forbes 15 powerful and innovative women in cannabis in 2019. Wait, that feels like a repetition. And the founder at Stockpot Images. So like I said, Ophelia moved from Canada. This was in 1986. She came to America to study at the Art Center College of Design, where she eventually graduated with a degree in fine arts photography. Her first job was as the in-house photographer for Ray Gun, where she shot bands, art, fashion, and did editorial work. From there, she went into film. She released over 50 films as a creative director in the LGBTQ film industry. She made independent films with Gus Van Sant, Noah Gaspar, Todd Solons, and she also name drops Cindy Sherman. Wow. I love Cindy Sherman. I don't know Cindy Sherman. She's a photographer, portrait artist. She does like these pictures of herself. If I get, Correct me if I'm wrong, Grace. No, no, this is true. 
she does all her own makeup and like poses herself in these different photographs and she takes her own picture and she does these amazing portrait photos. Yeah. She's like a famous self-portrait person and then over the years just has really like pushed the boundaries of photography. A lot of people hate her. Anyway. Oh. No, no, no. Hate her because in a misogynist <laughs> way. Like oh. they're they're repelled by the idea of a woman taking the kinds of risks that she does because a lot of her work is like obscene or disgusting or like kind of trying to play with our conceptions of what is beautiful and what is art. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she said like <laughs> she drove Cindy Sherman once to shop for plastic body parts. <laughs> she said one time she celebrated the Tonys with Stephen Sondheim at his home and traveled in Berlin with Philip Glass. But when you hear interviews with her now, she's just like a hilarious, chill person. She's worked on and off in L.A. And then essentially what happened is in 2015, her sister, who has a chronic illness, I'm not sure exactly the details, but she was talking about her hands being clenched into fists. So I'm thinking it might have to do with like arthritis or something like that. Her sister had started using cannabis medicinally and Ophelia was curious about it and wanted to be supportive although she is coming from a history of alcohol abuse and actually now at this point says she's been a sober alcoholic for 18 years. So she's well along in her alcohol recovery. And another example of someone who I think is able to bring in cannabis and psychedelics with her recovery in a really healthy way. I'm jumping a little bit ahead though. In 2015, she was with her sister and took edibles with her sister. And when she was looking at her sister, she had the thought, oh, she's such a stoner. And she said it made her take a step back and think, why am I like negatively stereotyping my sister right now? Because of course it had been legal in California already. And I'm sure she encountered it many times in her life in the arts. And she said after her experience, she went and searched cannabis online and realized that all of the imagery was like all of the stock imagery when you search cannabis or marijuana is like really negative stereotypes. Mm. She started looking into it more and decided to put her photography skills to use. So she had actually been teaching at the Art Center College or wherever she graduated from and got her students involved in a project, and she called it Stockpot Photography. And they started taking pictures and amassing this database. And by 2017, they had over 200 contributors and over 17,000 images and videos about cannabis. In 2017, they signed an exclusive agreement with Adobe Stock to carry their library in their premium collection. And So now there's this sort of legacy. Part of all of that shooting was of different strains of cannabis. So a lot of the stock images that we have of cannabis that people are using like on their rec shop sites and different stuff like that are because Ophelia Chong decided to compile all of this. So she says, our mission is to offer the true faces and communities of cannabis. None of the subjects are models and all real users We have two portraits that I'm most proud of, one of a 70-year-old African-American man in his Sunday best holding a joint 
and the other 90-year-old Chinese grandmother tending to her small cannabis plants. Oh, that's such that. a so good here's the photo. Yeah, so she talks about how she realized that cannabis has been part of Chinese history and Chinese culture for millennia, literally. They find evidence about it as far back as like 2000 BC. And it's changed over time, obviously China's relationship to the medicine, but it was a huge, crucial part, not only to Chinese medicine and herbal medicine, but also religion in China. Like in Taoism and Confucianism, there's actually heavy influence from hemp and incense that was burned that had cannabis in it. So over time, she's learned how to incorporate cannabis, like I said, and psychedelics into her recovery. And now she's actually working on growing mushrooms and teaching people how to grow mushrooms. More about how cool she is as a person after this smoke break. Welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. We're talking about Ophelia Chong. Another aspect of Ophelia is that she is the founder of Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. She has taken her relationship and with cannabis and wants to destigmatize it for everyone of the Asian American community. Anyway, she now has a podcast called The Potluck Club associated with Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. You can go to their website. And they also just do interviews and articles with all sorts of Asian American figures in the cannabis community. Honestly, going to that website was incredibly inspiring. She's also straight up just hilarious. She talks about how there's videos on her Instagram of her blowing up a life vest with bong rips, like trying to see how many bong rips it takes to blow up a life vest. She's like, we stole a life vest from an airplane. Don't tell anyone. And she also talks, she's like, and we do toileting, toileting weed. I, and she, we were like, what? And she said, go into the bathroom at a hotel and to prevent the smell, you blow the smoke into a toilet and flush it, which I had never heard of. Um, but I think that I'm doing that's it. really I'm doing it too. funny. Maybe I'll test it at my dad's. Yeah, I am not no stranger to smoking weed in hotel bathrooms, allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm all about a steamy shower, allegedly. Allegedly. And then in this part, she talks about her kind of current relationship with cannabis. I know myself well enough about the obsessiveness and and the uh, addict in me. I will only smoke a small dog walker at night at 9 p.m. This is how I regulate my life. (laughs) And I'll smoke a dog walker and I will take an edible to sleep, but not during never during the day and not outside because I can't drive either on it a dog walker i haven't heard that term oh it's a little one that's just enough to walk the dog (laughs) 
So is that an actual term? Are you coining something here? Are we going to pop it? That's a good term. I've heard it before once, and then I just use it all the time because I have dogs. Mm. So not that I smoke and walk my dogs, but it my, is enough to get around ex. the block. <laughs> so <laughs> I love her. Yeah. That is That's awesome. Um, and you got to explain her Instagram. Oh, yeah. Her Instagram handle is Ophelia Swims, and she said... It's because the other Ophelia didn't swim. She drowned. But she's, <laughs> and then she says, I swim. I'm a floater. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. she's super goofy, but also a really important figure in the Asian American cannabis community. And she's out there making money, um, selling home grow kits for mushrooms, I'm pretty sure. I mean, just like really awesome. So dive into her psilocybin work and everything else. This is a picture of Ophelia Chong. Wow. That's such a cool photo. I love that photo. Yeah, she's just excellent. And that's my stoner of the week. Oh, wow. love it. Ophelia, if you're listening to this, you sound really fucking cool. And I want to meet you. Yeah, we want to meet you. Let's be friends. <laughs> so I think that's the end of the episode, if I'm correct, right? It's Wrong. The, this Wrong. Is, what? Wrong. What? Wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. No. I have oh. to gather my things. It is time for a 60 second bong box. 60 second bong box. 60 second bong box. Okay, let me get my timer out. And get your bong ready. And I'm going to press start this time. Last time I did bong box, <laughs> I did not press start. Oh boy. I'm going to twin smoke with you. Me too. Okay. I'm going to hit my bong while you do Ooh, this. Ooh, triplet. All right, will here it, we go. Will it be a quad? All right, I'm going to take a bong rip and then press start. Here okay, we go. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> start. Subject is monsters under my bed. Okay. <laughs> so I um, was trying to get to sleep last night, and I realized that my feet were a little hot, so I put them they were not on the covers and they were kind of dangling over my bed and then I realized that the, some fingers could come up from under my bed and grab me and pull me under my bed into the netherworld and I realized that that was a thought that I only really had as a kid but I still as an adult get that feeling that there are monsters under my bed and the other thing that I do sometimes is if I go to the bathroom late at night and all the lights are off and I come back into my room I'll leap like three feet from my bed onto my bed to make sure that a monster doesn't grab me while I'm trying to crawl into my bed. So there, and I still do that sometimes, <laughs> especially if I'm in a new, oh, new place. Okay, that is it. Wow. That is my 60 second bong box about monsters under my bed. You know what, Steph? I think this is perfectly reasonable because the 80s and 90s had Way more monsters under the bed media depictions than we needed. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. The Or like how if, for me, when I was a kid, my memory is like laying in bed and having the covers pulled up. And it was like, if I didn't move at all, the monster couldn't get me. Oh, wow. And I had one of those freaking like monkeys with the, oh, the tambourines or not tambourines, yeah, the symbols. The, but yeah, the symbols of the monkey, like that's exactly from like movie Poltergeist and all of those. Like I had one of those as a kid for a few years until I saw enough images that I made my mom move it into the basement. 
<laughs> but <laughs> there were worse. <laughs> no, because there was nights where it would be like I'd see it in the like moonlight, you oh, know, Jesus. in the corner of oh. my room. Oh god. I remember that very, very distinctly. I was obsessed with Jonathan Taylor Thomas to the point that I Ooh, won. Yeah, you talked about this. Yeah, I put up a poster, but then I took it down within two or three days because I kept thinking he was just fall his eyes would follow me. <laughs> yeah. I just had that experience with a bachelor billboard where I drove I drive past <laughs> it and the bachelor is looking at me the whole time. What? <laughs> Wait, Zach? Yeah, it's a Zach Shellcross billboard <laughs> that is so big that it's like, oh my God, Zach, look away. <laughs> You're engaged. Look away. You're engaged. <laughs> I can't. Oh, that's cracking be. me up right now. And hey, let's take a moment. Congrats to Congrats Katie to and Zach. Zach and Katie. <laughs> um, Steph, I saw it. There was an episode of Dinosaurs that I saw Ooh. when I was a kid. There's a big, there's an episode of Dinosaurs where the baby gets pulled into a portal under its bed and by the monster under the bed and takes it and like, and like cooks it in a pot puts the baby in a pot oh, to eat. my God. It's terrifying. And I just remember that being one of, that is what made me afraid of Monsters Under the Bed was that episode of Dinosaurs. <laughs> and I, and like, I, yeah, we really could have done without all of the fucking horror stories in our children's shows that made us afraid right. of the Monsters and like, Under the Bed. Does that all start with some parent that's like, don't leave your bed. So if you do, the monster will get you. Maybe. I remember laying in bed having to pee, but being like, no, I can't move. Well, we've talked on this podcast about how in so many cultures, children eating monsters are such a big part of folklore. <laughs> it is probably to scare kids into behaving, but how rude. <laughs> how, rude. how rude. I just got stoned. And when you said children eating monsters, I was like, the children eat Little the monsters. kids <laughs> eating monsters? That's, then, we make, should make that storybook. That should be a stoner chick storybook. Children just digging in. About, it'd be like four little, it'd be like four little baby stoners. It's like Muppet <laughs> Baby. It would be Muppet Babies, but it's us. <laughs> and like, I have a little ice bong. <laughs> <laughs> I've got roller skates on. And like, it's like, oh, scared. We each in our own beds have like these monsters that are terrorizing us. And then we're all just like, fuck it, let's fight back. And then we eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we become controversial figures in the media, because we're writing books about children <laughs> Toddlers, smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's well, I would just outrage suck on it. I, I It'd welcome... be like in our bottles, be liquid. <laughs> I welcome that outrage. <laughs> I oh like to goodness. flip the script. There was a children's book that was very special to my family called Horrible Hepzibah. And the little girl is tough as nails and a monster comes into her yard, swallows her, and she punches a hole in his belly and climbs out. <laughs> and then she makes him her pet, her little bitch, and he <laughs> and puts him and puts him under the bed and feeds him oatmeal with rocks in it instead of raisins you know what i just realized and we can cut this or not but this episode doesn't come out for a whole month and i feel like the day before this comes out zach and katie are gonna have a big breakup <laughs> we're gonna sound like trolls congratulations congratulations you doofuses <laughs> And hey, doofuses out there, we love you. 
We really do. We really do. I can't believe we're still doing this. Thank you. <laughs> Steph, <laughs> Steph didn't think this would last three months. No. <laughs> and the reason we're able to keep going is because of your support and your interaction with the podcast. The fact that it makes you so happy, it makes us happy doing it. And we just love you and we love each other. And this is just a big old love fest of a podcast now. And you're a part of that. So thank you. And if you're new and you want more, you can find us at stonerchickspodcast.com where you can link yourself to anywhere you want to go. You can join us <laughs> at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. If you want even more and to support the podcast in a bigger way, you can email Stephanie your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast mm -hmm. at gmail.com. Visit us on Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast, on TikTok at Broccoli Broads for now. And you can send us snail mail at P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you head to Spotify, you can give us five stars over there. We really appreciate the support. Mm-hmm. Aw. Phoebe, what does Stoner Chicks always say? A nice thing about the last 30 minutes as I drank a really yummy iced latte. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's what we always say. That is what we always say. <laughs> Smoke your weed. Smoke your weed. <laughs> <laughs>